Hi everyone. Welcome to Revitalizing Toledo. It's all about how to revitalize our city's economy. In today's podcast, we are going to feature the interview segment with uh, Professor Hoyt Blakely, who is an economist from the University of Michigan. And in this segment, um, he talked to us about the impact of changing NAFTA into ESMCA and the impact of tariff imposition by the Trump administration. Hope you like it. You've written about NAFTA. It appears that NAFTA is at least somewhat being changed right now. Uh, it's renegotiated to an extent. And since Detroit and Toledo are largely dependent on the manufacturing industry, with what is happening now with the new terms of our trade agreements, is that how do you think that's going to impact the area, economically speaking? The devil's always in the details, but I'd be surprised if it represents a significant change in the trajectory okay. of things. Honestly, given all the histrionics and antics about how horrible NAFTA was, mm -hmm. from appearances, what came out of this negotiation was very similar mm -hmm. um, to what NAFTA was, right? So, uh, I, myself and many others, I think, are puzzled by sort of this bizarre contrast with something that was a disaster, was yeah. described as a disaster, and then you get something that's very similar and is described as a great thing mm -hmm. that really doesn't have that many changes. There are a few changes around the side. Some of them are reminiscent of some of the side agreements that Bill Clinton negotiated mm -hmm. uh, about, you know, what's the right fraction of um, parts, uh, what's the right fraction of labor to be put into certain types of things. But mm -hmm. And of course, as you all know, a lot of the conflict was with Canada was not about manufacturing but like by was about dairy products and so mm -hmm. forth you know which is hardly a major contributor to the Detroit economy <laughs> uh, yeah and it's sort of a bizarre market anyway I mean we we have imperfect trade integration with our own country on mm -hmm. on dairy products right the Vermont cow farmers are, uh, oh yeah okay uh, <laughs> yeah. pretty good protection from Wisconsin cheese mm -hmm. and milk um, even though they're in the same country. So I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it would represent a significant alteration of, of our trajectory um, relative to, well, in part because the, the new thing is mm -hmm. very similar to the old thing. Yeah, so it's more um, political, it sounds like, than anything, uh, the renegotiation. Well, political theater. Yeah. Yeah. Can you be more specific regarding the automaking uh, automakers? Like there was uh, in the earlier NAFTA, there was this clause in which like 62% uh, of the parts has to be uh, produced internally, and now it has increased to I think 70% to the mm -hmm. USMCA. So can you just uh, let us to the details, like how it's going to impact the economy? Um, uh, I mean, the automakers. Well, and that's that's important, of course. Uh, I don't know that it represents a giant change because realistically we have a North American supply chain that produces a lot of things, and so a lot of those things were being sourced mm -hmm. uh, already. The the thing, the problem, if you will, that that was meant to address um, was, for example, imagine a European or Asian auto company doing its final assembly of something in Mexico, calling that a Mexican car and selling it under favorable trade arrangements. Oh, okay. And there is certainly some of that. Moving the needle from 60 to 70 mm -hmm. or whatever is, mm -hmm. is not representing a particularly large change there. Yeah. Um, so that's probably going to still be a phenomenon. Okay. 
Um, and in fact, you know, there's some statistic that I heard that the country that has the most free trade agreements with other countries is is actually Mexico. It's not the U.S. Really? It's because of you know people wanting access to the the U.S. market. Exactly. Really? Yeah. Um, so there is some of that. There's final assembly of things that are in Mexico that are intended for the U.S. and Canada. Mm -hmm. Okay. This hardly gets rid of that, right? Yeah. So um, in one of your papers on NAFTA, you actually wrote about like how the renegotiation of NAFTA is going to slow down the U.S. economy. So can you just tell us a little bit details like about this? Well, when I was asked about that, that was before we knew what the replacement looked like, right? Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of uncertainty as to whether it was going to involve significant increases in tariffs at the border or something like that. And if you think about um, the North American auto industry and, and really lots of manufacturing, there's a lot of integration across the three countries. Yeah. Products that are produced a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there. Right. Um, look at all the trucks that get backed up, uh, crossing back and forth to Windsor, mm -hmm. Canada each day. Right. Um, and so, if you put a tariff on that, it interrupts that integrated supply chain. Yeah. And so, in the long run, probably you can adapt to that. But in the short run, it means that things get a lot more costly, and it means that you're competing with uh, other countries' products that didn't receive that shock. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that was my argument, but that was prior to the revelation of the massively advertised as being a total fix of a disaster <laughs> that ended up being more or less the same treaty. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so I guess I, I don't believe that. And I don't believe it's going to be as disruptive because it's just the changes weren't that great. Mm -hmm. yep. That kind of brings me to another question we have, actually, because you were talking about tariffs. And in the Toledo area, in Ohio in general, there were a lot of politicians who were traditionally opposed to President Donald Trump that did a lot of photo ops and were praising the president for tariffs that were put on steel yeah. and other goods. We recently have a lot of um, different arrangements now thanks to tariffs that have been recently imposed on certain types of industries and products. And I can tell you from firsthand experience working at the company I work at that certain businesses are shutting down, they're reducing their capacity as a result of these tariffs. Do you believe that Businesses that produce steel or use steel? Use steel. There you go. And right. <laughs> do you believe that these tariffs actually are having, is there any possible way that this, these tariffs could actually have a positive impact upon the manufacturing kind of automobile economy that we have really centralized in Toledo, or is it pretty much all negative overall? Well, it's a huge benefit for the people who own the current owners of steel mills. Okay because that's less competition for them. And they can drive up prices. Correct. Um, so if you worked at such a place and you were worried about losing your job, that's less of a worry now, mm -hmm. right? But as, as you surmised, steel is an input mm -hmm. to other things that uh, we want to produce, right? Including autos and all sorts of things, right? And so mm -hmm. there's a sense in which raising the steel tariff is, is not only well, that is sort of counterproductive, right? It's kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit mm -hmm. to get somebody else's attention. Attention. So it, it does disadvantage steel producers in other countries that are trying to get into this market, for sure. But the point mm -hmm. is, it also disadvantages the users of steel domestically, and mm -hmm. they lose competitiveness as a result. So it's not... So there's no possible way that this would <laughs> overall be beneficial for like the region's economy if we continue with these tariffs that are put in place. Specifically the steel tariff? 
Anzim. I would say the tariffs overall, because, I mean, what we notice is, like, Marcy Kaptur, who's a congresswoman in our area, traditionally liberal, uh, did a photo op praising the Trump tariffs. Sherrod Brown, who's the yep. senator, did the same. According to economics and economic policy, tariffs are, have been kind of unifer- universally uh, deemed negative. And I was wondering, is there any possible way that since our region's economy is heavily specialized in manufacturing, that this could have a positive impact actually on our economy while having a negative impact on the U.S. economy overall? Well, if you took take the things that are most uniquely produced mm-hmm. in the region, mm-hmm. you put a tariff on those, Yeah, that's probably good for this region. Okay. Right? Because it's stimulating yeah. employment here. Mm-hmm. But it's taking away from, you know, it's like the robbing Peter to pay Paul because yeah. it means you're getting the rest of the country to pay higher prices. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, people who represent parochial interests, like a congressman who's supposed to represent his or her district, mm-hmm. you could see why they would say, okay, yeah. yes, I would like there to be a tariff on all the things, I would like to be protected from all the things that I, from an international competition, for all the things that I produce, right? Yeah. And of course, all the other. Congress people want that too, right? And, yeah, yeah. And, and so there's kind of a, um, you know, race to maximal protection if you work on the basis of, really? you know, narrow interests. That's like interesting, that. yeah. So um, and so that part of the goal of, you know, what, say, a presidential administration should do is to say, well, look, we don't, we, we understand that we would be better off, individually, we would be better off by, like, having no competition for what they do, but collectively would be worse off. Oh, yeah. Because competition means that consumers benefit, mm-hmm. and in the end it means that there's more innovation in the sectors, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing as well. Okay. Yeah. So it's like uh, two industries are g- getting benefited, the other industries that rely on these two industries for their um, raw materials, they are suffering, and the consumers at and the end are going to well. be uh, the ultimate uh, payers. Yeah. That's right. We need to pay the price, yeah. Well, someone has to pay for it. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and so like, yeah. yeah. So there, would there be any possible way that like even by protecting those industries, it creates a negative loss for people in those regions? If well, the people in those regions because you're still paying higher. Well. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So if and you don't so, work in the industry, you know, even a, a barber might in in you know in the in the town where there's the steel mill, a barber might benefit because the steel workers get more haircuts. Right? <laughs> I, I don't know what there are okay. more steel workers, right? Yeah. So, so um, the the barber has to pay more for mm-hmm. uh, you know all the stuff whose prices went up because yeah. steel is an input. But uh, again, parochial interests, you know, sort of narrow local parochial parochial interests might be quite important mm-hmm. in in some of these things where someone advocates for a tariff on the things that I produce, even if not everybody is doing it. But in some sense, the local economy benefits because it's the thing that that city or region exports yes. to the rest of the country. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was just interested in knowing, so the cost of production is uh, going to increase for for the manufacturers who are using these products. Right. So how do you think they are going to react then, you know, to minimize their, uh, I mean, loss? Minimize their loss. Huh? How is who going to react? Oh, the ones that are the, using The manufacturers, steel? yeah, who are going to use steel or aluminium as uh, raw materials, how they are going to react to minimize their, uh, you know, just a loss? Well, the natural reaction would be to use less of it. Right? Less of it. Mm-hmm. So if, yeah. you, if there's a tariff on steel, you use aluminum instead. But mm-hmm. do you think they are going to um, like uh, cut down on the workforce or? 
Well, that was my concern when Trump first came in, was that there would be a sudden imposition of high tariffs, and it would be very disruptive, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Um, and that can happen. Some products are going to become less competitive, and so that might mean that they have to shut down or they have to get smaller. I mean, I, I certainly, by no means do I think that the owners are going to absorb all of this cost, right? Some mm-hmm. of it's going to be passed on to consumers. Yeah. Some of it's going to be incident on the workers who are going to lose jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that guys, we have come to the end of yet another podcast of Revitalizing Toledo. Please tune into Revitalizing Toledo in iTunes and subscribe to our channel for listening to more interesting conversation and please follow our page on Facebook to get updates on our recent episodes and events. See you soon.